Welcome to the General Knowledge Podcast. It is a big idea, a new world order. By the military industrial complex. For the General Knowledge Podcast, Season 3, Episode 19, getting towards the uh, end of another season here. You usually do about 24 in a season, but today is Sunday, the 18th of July. We are here in the midst of uh, restriction lockdown land here. Um, Australia, no longer uh, a free country. Uh, we are just basically uh, under a tyrannical uh, government, and uh, we're all suffering uh, here in Australia once again due to... Um, a fictitious virus that's uh, apparently killing billions of people. Oh, wait a minute, no. It's killing pretty much no one because it's not real. People are dying of all the things they've always died from. Uh, but yeah, so we're having to uh, lock down once again. I feel sorry for the folks down south on the eastern seaboard. Melbourne, Victoria. Oh my God, you guys are in lockdown number five, I think, over there. Um, Sydney's seeing catastrophic um, lockdown and restrictions, restrictions once again, like the harshest we've seen, I think. Um, Brisbane here, it's pretty good. I mean, they've, it's not too bad up here. Um, you know, most people don't really give a fuck about it. A lot of people don't give a fuck about the masks and all that sort of shit, especially myself. Just go out and do our thing, as we usually do. Um, but, mate, it's just shocking. Um, we've got Ethan with us uh, for this episode. No Andy for that one, and I'll get into that in a second. But, uh, Ethan, I'll just bring you into the conversation, mate. How are you, man? Thanks for, um, for coming on for another show, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, good to be here, General. Lots happening in mm. Australia at the moment. Uh, the the test ground for techno-fascism, as we've always said, here in the Pacific. And, you know, it's definitely seeming that way as much of the world seems to be uh, opening up. We're getting more clamped down. So looking forward to having a chat about all that. Yeah, yeah. And I hear, uh, you know, they're supposed to, in like two days' time uh, in the UK, you know, have all their restrictions lifted. I think the July 19th was the... The date earmarked for that whether that happens or not i was actually chatting to john hamer um he came back on the show on thursday night uh, for a chat and i was asking him about it and he's he's i don't think he's actually optimistic that it's going to happen he was quite pessimistic to be honest that they're gonna just see it extended or you know if it does get lifted it'll just get clamped down once again uh maybe only a few days or a few weeks later uh which is pretty much what they're doing here mate yeah we're seeing the exact same thing right here 
you know, restriction, lockdown, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve. Oh, and it goes away. Oh, no, it comes back again, lockdown again. And then, oh, you know, it's just endless. Endless fuckery mind games that's happening with us. And it's it's tearing people apart. It's tearing families apart. It's tearing businesses to shreds. People have got no money. Um, you know, they're, they're going mental. People are literally just going mental in this country. They, they, they can't seem to cope with this anymore. And it's really... Um, what what's what is it coming to a head maybe would you say like this it's got to be it's something's got to give it's gonna the branch is gonna snap sooner or later mate yeah well we're certainly approaching new territory um it's interesting to see obviously we've never seen anything like this before and we've always said that this is a, a type of orwellian perpetual warfare that was never going to end even when some critics have said you know the it's all ending. Some things are going to be opening up. It's, it seems to be this perpetual warfare, and we've—it's uncharted territories. We don't know what's going to happen, and it seems this time, you know, people are, as you said, mate, they're starting to lose their minds a little bit, and it's—it's it's very interesting. We're seeing more and more businesses refuse, more and more snap protests, more and more, you know, things like yesterday, the truckies on the mm. Sydney Bridge all just going out and beeping their horns all through the CBD and, and blocking off traffic and these types of things, you know, especially in Sydney Southwest, which I'm sure we'll get into later, some of the things happening there, more and more people are starting to uh, get irritated and become unglued with what's happening. So it'll be interesting to see what does happen, you know, we're keeping an eye on on everything that has been happening, but just just crazy scenes that we're witnessing in this country, mate. Yeah, and look, it's, it's good to see. I was actually quite warmed when I saw that those truckies come out and went, you know, like, because they also announced, you know, the no construction, construction industry in any shape or form has been uh, crazy. paused for, for two weeks or something at this stage. You know, it could be longer, who fucking knows. But, um, you know, and, and then all the truckies went out because, you know, it's it's... It's they don't. It's like that the people running the show don't realize that there's a domino effect when they say, "Oh yeah, no construction." Well, you're not just saying no to no construction and people working on a site. You're saying no to the, the hundreds of industries that go into supporting that particular one industry, right down to freight. You know, and that's I guess why all these truckies just went, "No, nah, we're going to blockade, start blockading bridges and throwing our keys over off into the water." And you know, like it's that, that's that's sort of where we're at now. And I think. It's a natural progression. It's going to have to not just stop there. It's got to go even more. I say bring in all these truck drivers from all across, wherever, bring them all into the city and just blockade the entire city. You know what I mean? Like and prevent and, yeah. and just park their vehicles in, in front of all of their, you know, the, the parliament buildings and stuff. You know, prevent all these people from getting to their jobs and things and, um, and just stay there. Stay there for months if you have to, you know, like until they get the idea that they're not really running the show. If the, if What's that old saying you see on the old trucks? Or yeah, you know, the truck will drive past and it'll have a little sign on the back, um, without trucks, Australia stops, or something like that, I think is the saying. Uh, and it's true. The yeah. whole thing will literally just grind into a halt. And they, they have the ability, and yes, it will affect us in terms of you know not getting food to shops and things like that. But look, I think people are prepared to, to kind of wade through that and 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 just bear that in because that that's that's only a short little bit of punishment i guess but uh for i guess more more of a gain in terms of what they can actually achieve if they do something like that you know because people are really going to start rising up and, and standing up for this sort of stuff it can't go on any longer based on things like you know a couple of cases here and there and all this sort of bullshit and these and people keep forgetting you know like cases doesn't mean deaths it just means someone tested positive with a with a fake fucking test that's you know not designed to do what it what they're using it for 
Um, I think I even shared some information uh, the other day with regards to the UK stats, um, and this is this is inter- interesting because it speaks to exactly what I was um, what I was just saying then. So, UK government currently they claim they've conducted 209 million PCR tests, right, from which 4.8 million were positive, which represents about 2.3% of all tests. The UK Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, or SAGE as they're known, uh, estimated that the RT-PCR false positive uh, to vary between 0.8 to 4% with a mean false positive of around 2.3%. You know what I mean? So 2.3% of all these tests were positive, and yet the false positive rate is 2.3%. So, you know, there you go. It's all based on a fucking lie, and then this is what they're doing to us. Um, you know, I just don't get it. People, I'm in a lot of these sort of neighborhood social group, social media groups, you know, and they all put up their little things. Oh, look, you know, wear your masks, you know, do it for the community. Blah, I get on there and just hammer them with all that sort of shit, you know. It's, I can't stand when they put up this sort of stuff. But I'm just, I am noticing there's a lot more people in these community groups that are commenting saying, nah, not doing it, master shit, doesn't work, let us free, you know, freedom, all this sort of stuff. And more and more people are just becoming a bit more vocal about it. I think all these people were kind of there in the beginning, but they've never wanted to say anything until now. Because it's, like I said, Ethan, it's all coming to a head. It's just getting to that point now. It's something has got to give, mate. Um, and that's, yeah, that's well, what it's, we're seeing. It's, it's interesting, General. You know, there's the old saying, which is true, you know, a lot of people won't do anything until it, until it really starts to affect them. So mm-hmm. them personally. And it seems that the more that this system continues to creep, it's slowly but suring, slowly but surely beginning to affect more and more people. And we're starting to see that people are getting over it. I mean, I haven't worn a mask or done any of this nonsense over the last 18 months mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it's been. But think of the people that have had to do this, and especially in Victoria and perpetual lockdowns and in perpetual mask wearing, you know, it the one time that I did put it on to test what it's like, you know, it's, it's a terrible thing to have on and it's, you it's going up in your eyes and you can't breathe. And, and we've spoken about all the things it's designed for, but imagine that, imagine you've been doing this for over a year and they're talking about single case deaths and all this type of stuff. And, and you're just, it's really starting to affect you because you're standing in a retail job with a mask on all day or whatever your situation may be. It's finally starting to affect people. And we've seen this with the truckies. We've seen this with the truckies who, Either they're not going to have work from construction, which is a massive blow in Sydney. They, they haven't done this for most, like at all during the lockdown, even the first national lockdown. Most tradies still had small enough teams that they could still go out and build on houses and stuff and, and do what they needed to do. There was mm. only restrictions on, you know, who could be in workplaces and all that stuff. They were still classed as essential business. But in Sydney, they're shutting that all down and that's going to be a massive blow to the economy and so some of the truckies are protesting for that but other truckies are protesting because they're going to have to get some of them two pcr tests per day traveling across the country through states and through local government areas Mm. and things like this and like that's just completely ridiculous and you make a good point about these tests mate there's a lot of information coming out overseas and and all this type of stuff about the PCR tests themselves, about how they're measured at 4.5 intervals, and these PCR tests are only at 3.5, and the, the difference in statistics between that, and all of this information that's coming out that shows that you know there really isn't 
that much to go around. And some people might have seen there's some bloke that's going around who is using mathematics to predict what the next um, COVID announcement for the case numbers will be to prove (laughs) that the government are just using algorithms and statistics on their um, analysis. They don't really know what the hell they're talking about. It's all just computer models and estimates. And so it's amazing. If all of these tests and case numbers went away, how different things would be. But we're so focused on that, mate, to the point where now truckies are getting upset, people are getting upset that they have to wear masks and do all of this stuff because it's just gone on too long. Yep, yep. People are finally, even more and more people are now finally starting to see through the bullshit. You know, I, I, I guess towards the start of the whole scandemic, I never used to post anything to my personal social media. I always just kept it straight to the RNA Facebook page. Um, and now I've gradually went, no, I'm over it. I'm just going to post everything I post on that one. I'm going to post basically on my personal one as well. And I've noticed a lot more people I used to work with and friends over the years and things, you know, um, getting frustrated as well and liking them and commenting and going, yeah, you're right. This is all bullshit. And like, where were you before? Like, you know, like speak up people, you know, imagine if, if more of these people were doing this in the beginning, it wouldn't have gone for so long, I think, but yeah, we're just at that point now. It's getting wor- uh, more and more to the point where it's something's going to give. It's going to collapse. Something, something. It has to. It can't just. This system cannot just keep this going. It just can't. I just can't see that it will do it. They'll try. They'll keep trying to restrict and put lockdowns and all sorts of stuff. They'll do whatever they can to keep this thing going. But it, I just don't see that it possibly can. It's because it's, it's, it's you, based on nothing. You know, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, you wrote. Yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah. It's crazy and. You raise a very interesting point, um, and before I touch on that, it was actually his name's TikTok star John Bernard um, Carrios, I believe. If anyone wants to look him up, he's been accurately predicting COVID case numbers, and the premier has been asked about it, and she just goes, "Oh, oh you must have insider information." You know, she's completely denying that even people that are smart mathematicians and computer guys can just replicate this and, and come up with the same case numbers. So. That's for anyone that wants to look that up, John Bernard Carrios. But you raise an interesting point, mate. We are, we're in a very particular circumstance here in Australia. And I mentioned this when I was talking to Patrick Henningsen because overseas, they're really now fighting back against vaccine passports for pretty much everywhere, you know, to go into pubs and all this type of stuff. They're saying Freedom Day will come with vaccine passports because a lot of these countries have had massive numbers that have been are vaccinated in their populations whereas here in Australia we haven't even completed the vaccine rollout we're not even close to doing it I saw the other day it was what nine percent of people are fully vaccinated in this country it's, it's less, like, yeah yeah it's probably less than that again this is all computer models and we can't trust statistics but what that you know we've seen all the photos of people they're not at the clinics they're not getting vaccines they're trying to mask it as oh we don't have supplies even though oh they're sending Pfizer them was one of the they're, first they're sending the supplies they've got because they're expiring overseas oh we're gonna we're gonna be good and donate them to indonesia <laughs> that's because they're about to expire and they you know what i mean no one here wants yeah. them <laughs> Well, that's it. Everyone saw what happened overseas. We didn't want AstraZeneca. We've already had, you know, a number of cases. It's up to, I I read the statistics yesterday, it's up to 83 
um, confirmed and probable linked cases of blood clots um, to vaccines, AstraZeneca in Australia. Mm -hmm. That's not deaths. That's just people that have developed blood clots from it specifically. And we look at these single case numbers from deaths. We didn't want AstraZeneca. They're throwing it out. They're shipping it overseas. And they're trying to say, oh, but we don't have Pfizer. That's why it's so slow. But Pfizer was one of the first doses that did arrive in australia they're trying to mask it but if you look on tottnews.com yeah that's right you know you can see that we've got that documented and and it's funny why do you think scott morrison and why do you think all of these premiers had access to pfizer vaccines it's because it's been in this country it's in this country nobody wants the jab even people that get all of their vaccines uh, they can see what's happening in the rest of the world. They can just look overseas and see that fully vaccinated countries are experiencing spikes. They're still experiencing lockdowns. They're still experiencing so-called deaths and, and all of this nonsense. And so they know that's not the, the pathway out of it. So we've woken up to this type of stuff and, and we don't want it. So going back to my original um, point, we're in a very interesting scenario, mate. It's going to be it's interesting to see where we're going to go because we're almost like the spoiled brat of the world that is so far behind kicking our feet on getting people jabbed and getting people getting the the cattle branded so to speak mm -hmm. um that they're a bit frustrated and this might be the reason i'm interested to get your thought might be the reason for these harsh lockdowns mate they might uh, be getting a little bit frustrated with us uh I think so. You know, that, scurry that's, wags. Funnily you say, I, I pretty, I'm pretty sure I mentioned something similar to that on um, the, the bonus content show I, I did with John Hamer, uh, our guest from the UK on uh, Thursday night, just gone. Um, once again, folks, uh, patreon.com forward slash Real News Australia to, to get the bonus content shows. Um, yeah, I pretty much said the same thing. Uh, you know, we're... Um, <laughs> we've dragged our feet for so long on this. Now our uptake of the vaccine is so low um, but yeah, that they're this is their way of they punish us into submission. You know that's exactly right. They are only doing these lockdowns based on a few cases here and there, uh, and and putting on these god awful restrictions onto onto our communities and, and our people based on on baseless um, findings of you know RT PCR tests, which are most likely false positives anyway. Testing for nothing, which they haven't even isolated a virus to test for to begin with. So what are they even testing for? But it's all based on that. And it's like I said from the beginning when this, we talked about this months ago, this was all done to prolong the rollout of the vaccine. The only reason we're having lockdowns and all this sort of stuff and restrictions is to prolong the vaccine rollout so that, you know, um, there is, a, I guess, more of a demand for it in a sense, even though there, there is, they're seeing and they know now there is no demand for a vaccine here. Uh, even though, look, look, there are still people going out there and getting it. I've, I've got a bunch of clients that have told me that they've got it. I've now got a, I've put a watch on them to see if, um, you know, kind of hoping that my clients were in the placebo group because I don't want them to die, you know. Um, so I'm kind of keeping an eye on them yeah, you know, yeah. and monitoring their health. I'm just sort of sending them a message every now and again. Hey, how you going? Yeah, how's things? You know, just to make sure that they're still alive and kicking. Um, because, yeah, I think the only people that... Like, if you if you basically aren't immediately affected or affected within maybe 12 months of this shot, um, then you were probably in the placebo group. <laughs> because it seems to be just uh, wreaking havoc on anyone that gets it, to be honest, who, if they're getting the real one, that is. Um, but, mate, you touched on so many things that I wanted to go back to. Um, now, that TikTok... Uh, predictor guy um, like, what was his name again I want to write that down John was it? Uh, John John Bernard uh, Carrioz 
or Kairos. It's K-A-I-R-O-U-Z. Cool. He's a comedian from what I've heard. Did you know that? Okay. Yeah. No, no I didn't. And I've listened to some of his... I've listened to a couple of his... Of his, he had an interview with one of the TV networks, and um, I think actually think he's hilarious. To be honest, I think he's quite funny because I don't know if any Simpsons fans are out there. He 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 even tied in one of the things like there was an episode of The Simpsons when Homer had a crayon pushed up into his nose, and he became smart all of a sudden. And this this John um, Bernard Carrios, he mentioned that he goes, yeah, look, when I was young, I had a, I pushed a crayon into my nose, and I was able to to achieve all these great things. Like he was just taking the piss out of the interview, you know. And he was just bringing up a Simpsons thing, and then in the comments, I read if someone goes, oh, classic Simpsons episode, like, oh, okay, some people get it. Um, like he's being funny, and I, I, to be honest, like he could be right. Maybe he is quite good at math, and he's doing all these things. But some of the things he was taking into account into these equations, he's like, oh, you take the population of this particular district and multiply it by the days they've been locked down, and, and like, you know, it comes up with all these these predictions. Oh, t- to be honest, my personal opinion is that this is his marketing ploy to promote himself and what he does, and to you know, just just to promote who he is and to market himself to the world. Um, and I think he's he probably knows someone who's perhaps on the inside that is just feeding him some information on on the sly. That's what I think it is. Um, I don't think he's actually yeah, doing well, this on purpose. I, not to say that people aren't doing this and they and they have worked out this sort of mathematical you know scenario to the numbers that they're always continually coming out with. Um, I, I I I don't discard that at all. But I do think that this guy. Not that he's a fraud, but I just think he's putting these inf- this information out there because he he knows someone on the inside who's just you know flicking him a text and say yeah here's the numbers for tomorrow you know just a few hours ahead of time and then he puts these videos up and they're quite entertaining to be honest I actually thought, I thought they were quite funny all these videos he puts up you know um, but when the when he had that interview um, I'll try and find a link to that interview and I'll put it in the show notes I'll make a note of that um, yeah it was quite funny and yeah like you know doing the Simpsons shows and things yeah it was. I think he's just a, he is a comedian and I think he's quite good at what he does to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, I, I, if he's getting information and if that information is correct, mind you, and someone's sending this to him, then there definitely is a leak within their, um, their little inner circle there that's feeding information to the outside world. Um, so they might want to, they'll, they'll probably clamp down on that soon enough. They'll probably look at who he's tied to and who he knows and, you know, I'm sure they'll investigate that sort of shit. Uh, another thing you touched on as well, I wanted you to go over, and I'll, again, I'll put a link for this in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, you 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 had um, sorry, you were a guest on Patrick Henningsen's um, 21st Century Wire. Um, it's 21st Century Wire, isn't it? I got that right, didn't I? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So you were a guest on him, and he's um, uh, really well known and uh, fantastic independent uh, reporter over there from from the UK. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, he's a pom, isn't he? He's from England, isn't he? Uh yeah, based in the in the UK, yeah. but um, they're a European American um, syndicated radio show. Okay, okay. I had a, I don't know why, but I thought he was an Aussie way back in the day, and he just went over there. But obviously, got that wrong. Um, yeah. So how did that go, man? That, that, that was. I'm I'm so glad that you know they they wanted to touch base with some alternative media in Australia, and you got to go on there and um and discuss the the situation um, that's happening right here in our country. That's awesome. Just just let the folks know what yeah you know, how that came about. Yeah, general. Um, just 
uh, got in he got in contact with me and invited me to come on the show um, and just to have a chat about what's going on in Australia at the moment you know get the word out there um, about what's happening in Sydney which was before all of this type of stuff happened but I gave a lot of uh, gems on there talking about perpetual warfare and all of this type of stuff and it was a great chat um, I had to do it um, UK time 5 p.m. UK time which is 2 a.m. here in Australia so it was a bit late <laughs> Um, but uh, it was well worth the cause, you know, Patrick. Yeah. Um, so it's a very good platform out there, getting information out there and gives our message out there to the world to see what really is happening here in Australia because a lot of people are, are sort of unaware of, of some of the things that are happening. So it yeah. was a great chat. Yeah, well, they're probably only seeing things from like Sky News and the mainstream outlets and, you know, they'd probably aren't familiar with a lot of the alternative channels. So that's awesome. I'm glad um, we were able to get some of that information out, man. That's that's really cool to be able to link up with that sort of thing. Um, awesome yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's for great. Sure. No, it was good, mate. And I got to drop a little couple of gems there about Brave New World at the end and the Epsilon Agenda and maybe plant some seeds for his larger audience there. I was going to go into the occult nature of all of the numbers, but I didn't um, didn't want to go that far. You know, it goes back to what we were saying about the numbers before. You know, it's triple one for the cases uh, yesterday, I yeah. believe. You've yeah. got 97, 93, flight 93 on 9-11. You know, these, these things are, are very easy to predict, even if you don't have insider information, you know. Um, yeah, but, they tend uh, to reuse I don't, a lot of I don't, the same numbers. For sure, you just see them pop up everywhere. You can put into Google, you know, coronavirus cases or deaths 33 and there'll be news stories from every territory on earth about mm. 33, 33. It's just all regurgitated occult symbolism, you know, that, um, you know, might be being fed to old mate, but we can obviously follow the signs ourselves and catch on to it as well, mm. which is good. Um, but our audience knows that type of stuff. But I try to be a little bit more reserved when I go on to sort of larger platforms, international platforms. He was very professional, you know, um, had had a producer that was on the line with us and everything. He was based in Texas, just a fantastic operation out there, you know, spoke to me during the ad break, got me on and, and all right, we're coming in, guys. Ten, nine. It was um, yeah, that's a very awesome. good uh, operation. So oh, I, love I it. definitely recommend everyone check that out. And he's been sharing uh, some of our work on Twitter and stuff, which is fantastic as well. Yeah, you I know, follow I've him seen on he's Twitter. retweeted you a couple of times. Yeah, yeah which seventy thousand followers or whatever. It's it's good exposure for Australia to to get our message out there. Actually, I was wondering why my Twitter was going off the other day. I was like, oh, that's why, because he was. <laughs> He was retweeting some of the posts and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, awesome. <laughs> it's good to see. <laughs> uh, Fantastic, yeah. Mm. It's it's um, it's um it's really good to see, you know, that um, people trying to reach out to, to get an idea of what's going on because unlike the, uh, the fake manufactured slogan, we're all in this together, in a sense, we are all in this together. And by that, I mean all of us that are sort of on the front lines of this endeavor this truth movement um whatever you want to call it yeah well this, we're, uh, we're all in this together fighting humanity. for it yeah that's right man that's it so yeah. yeah it was fantastic and 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 things have only just increased since then so hopefully the world's watching us mate with mm. a keen eye all right i want to do um just talk about some numbers here just quickly so um i think it's every week the TGA releases their figures over at uh, tga.gov.au forward slash periodic forward slash COVID dash 19 dash vaccine dash weekly dash safety dash report dash 15 dash 07 dash 2021. 
Um, obviously, the day that the end changes each week for uh, their report that comes out. And, uh, of course, uh, as we've spoken about with uh, the last episode, we discussed how just how difficult it is to um, even get, or it might have been the episode before, but to even get the TGA to listen and to actually have your adverse event reported uh, officially uh, through the TGA is almost impossible. It is very difficult. I read it in an account from a gentleman whose mother had passed away and uh, they knew it was, uh, of course, linked to the vaccine because she was fine until she had it. Um, and just the, 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 the drama and the rigmarole and the red tape and the circles that this guy had to go through just to try and get it done. And I still don't think he's even been successful yet of getting that one reported. But Nonetheless, some of these figures are being reported. So just imagine for the fact, and of course, if we want to go by the, the Harvard Medical uh, Research stats that show that maybe it's only around 1% that actually do get reported. So add two zeros on, I reckon, to any of the numbers we officially see, and then that'll give you a, a much better identification of what where we're actually at. But the latest one, here we go, from, from the 15th of July, so three days ago, uh, you know, in coincidental deaths following vaccination is up 19 from last week, sitting at 373 confirmed deaths from vaccination, up one from last week, currently sitting at four. So they've officially confirmed four deaths directly related to the vaccines. Um, coincidental deaths sitting at 373, but I can guarantee you add another two zeros onto that and it'll be a lot more accurate. Adverse reactions following vaccination uh, up 2,700 from last week, sitting at just under 40,000 adverse events. Uh, chance of adverse reaction from a vaccine is now 1 in 232. Um, again, I reckon that number is much more, uh, much greater. Probably sitting at about, oh, who knows, could even be 1 in 1. <laughs> Might have a, could, maybe it's a 50-50 shot, who knows, but... Uh, yeah, it's literally a game of Russian roulette. So I wanted to just bring those figures up, and I'll put that in the show notes as well as a little um, picture there. I've shared that on the Facebook page as well. But th that's the information that's come from the from the TGA, right? Um, now, I wanted to bring this up as well, Ethan. I've, I have mentioned this before. I'm sure I've mentioned this in the podcast before. I couldn't tell you the episode, guys. Um, but I put up a post just yesterday on Facebook, and I, I I like to use this as a talking point when discussing these the deaths and all this sort of stuff with regards to this this vaccine and all this sort of stuff because I think it's a good icebreaker in terms of discussing it with people to kind of put them in the right frame of mind in listening to you and your and getting you know our point across as to how dangerous this vaccine rollout really is. All right, so the post I said, let this sink in. The Takata airbag was recalled globally due to approximately 30 deaths and over 330 injuries worldwide. Okay, it's a massive recall, a global recall. 30 deaths actually attributed to the Takata airbags and over 330 injuries worldwide. The COVID-19 vaccines have killed thousands and injured hundreds of thousands of people globally. Uh, our government agencies worldwide confirm this through their official reporting channels, things like the, the yellow card system in the UK, uh, the European uh, reporting agency, of course, VAERS in America, TGA in Australia, all this sort of stuff. You add all them up and there are literally thousands of people that have died as a result of these vaccines. 
Unofficially, of course, it's even worse than that because, again, we just, we just discussed how difficult it is to actually get something listed on these um, reporting websites. And yet, not one of these COVID-19 vaccines, Ethan, has been recalled. Yet the Takata airbag was recalled after 30 deaths and 330 injuries. And we are now in the thousands, tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands, could be even worse. And yet, no recall. I just wanted that to kind of sink into people. And of course, what was the purpose of an airbag? Well, it's to try and help save lives. And their so-called purpose of a vaccine, Ethan, is to, of course, try and save lives or prevent injury as exactly what an airbag is. Yet one was recalled and the other isn't. Um, and I just like the people to kind of ponder on that and let people let that sink into um to the minds out there, of course, everyone listening to this knows that I don't have to try and convince any of you guys um, you know, the necessary need to get these vaccines recalled and, uh, and dumped and stop this whole program. But anyone out there who you think might be on the fence or, um, you know, I guess it just kind of gives them a little bit of perspective. You know what I mean? And that, but and, and if you if you want to go into the numbers, they might say, oh, yeah, but you know, COVID's killing lots of people, millions worldwide. Well, you can say, well, there's you know millions of car crashes worldwide as well. You know what I mean? Like, they're kind of on the same parallel, if you want to think of it that way. But yet one was recalled and one wasn't. I love it. I love it. That's a fantastic um, comparison to make, General. Mm. Um, I think that that's really a great talking point to get across to people, you know, to explain some of the the ridiculousness that is behind this and some of the hypocrisy that is behind the so-called science and the so-called... you know, when they try to tell us that, oh, we care about your safety and this is all about your safety, when we can clearly see that there's demonstrable, uh, you know, not as precise as that, but even things like alcohol and smoking and all this type of stuff, they don't really give a, a, a rats about that. They don't give a rats about who who died of the flu when five people a week were dying of the flu in Queensland in, mm-hmm. in 2019, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. They didn't really care about that but it's specifically for this. And that's an even more specific example which you can use, which shows that, um, that they, it's a completely inverted message. It's a complete doublethink. Yeah. And I really think that people should take note of that because when you look at safety recalls, and as you said, it's the exact same thing to protect you, to keep you safe, yet 30 around the world, well, we've seen that there's been a lot more admitted in the statistics worldwide from vaccines so Mm -hmm. and then again the cars and everything and it goes back to this this point mate where you get to the depth of the conversation where they they're sort of forced to to fall on the sword and say yes they're supposed that they almost remember that yes we live in a society where there is dangers and there is risk and there is things that happen people die of cars every day these are things that we can't control, but the things that we can control, like airbags, like vaccines, things that we make and develop, if they're hurting and harming people, we can recall them back and stop them. But that doesn't mean we shut down the whole society. People are still going to die in car crashes and still die of the flu and still die of these things. Mm-hmm. And, and it almost comes down to that core conversation once you use that as an example, because you go, yeah, people do die of COVID. People die of a lot of things. Why are we locking down when, especially when you see a lot of these arrests across the country, mate, are are elderly people that we're supposed to be protecting. They don't even want this. They're choosing not to have this. Shouldn't we let the elders of our community have a decision in this and and tell us what to do? No. but and, And I think it just really goes down to that core conversation where you can really get through to people and make them remember, 
hey, there was a before time before this. Don't get used to this new normal. There was a time where we did we did exist and people didn't care about these things. People didn't care about social distancing and germs and what you could eat and what you couldn't eat and all of this paranoia. There was a time where people lived their life. You looked after you and the people around you, tried to look after your community if you could, be a pioneer there and keep people safe. And if flu outbreaks and stuff happen, if wars happen, not even during wartime, mate, have we been locked down. Mm. And so these are all talking points that we can use. And I, and I really love that analysis of the car because a lot of people love cars, especially in Australia, and it might help them snap out of that uh, that that trap mm. that um, we need to shut everything down to protect supposedly a couple of lives that will be lost to a, a so-called virus, mate. Well, let's take it to the to the next step then. So let, let's th- let's just talk about what does that actually mean then? If if they did a recall of this airbag, you know, and that that came out through whistleblowers, you know, um, there were whistleblowers from these manufacturers who were trying to speak out and say, yeah, we know, you know, they're trying to say, we know this is harming people, yet we're still putting it in cars. We know there's a danger that could cause death and is causing injuries. We know that. And we tried, they tried to cover it up, but it eventually got, you know, it got too big. It was, there was 60 minutes episodes and things on TV, you know, uh, talking about the scandal and there were Japanese company officials, you know, like, ready to bloody do Harry carry on themselves and, you know, off themselves because of the, the dishonor that they brought their communities and their company and all this sort of stuff. You know, this is the kind of level that kind of went to. But yet, once again, that, that's not happening with regards to the vaccines. Why is that? Well, the reason, I think, is because it's all a part of this agenda of the depopulation. Uh, that's all I can think of that it is leading to. They know that this thing is killing stuff and they need to have this thing still pushed on the community, still pushed on the world. They've, they've got to bring those, they've got to bring the numbers down. And this, that's why they're going hell bent, hell for leather on this thing and still forcing it on people. It, otherwise, it would have been recalled. They re, they'll recall kids' toys that have, you know, that might injure a small child. They'll recall, they'll recall yeah, that. Point. But they won't recall a vaccine yeah. that's killing people. Come on, it clearly shows you that they know it's killing people and they want it to continue to kill people. You know what I mean? It's yeah. all about There's no depopulation. They know it causes infertility in men and women. They know it's um, causing miscarriages in pregnant women. They know it's killing newborn babies through breast milk. They know that it's killing people through all sorts of things um, with regards to what these uh, spike proteins are doing to people once they're in them because your body literally becomes a spike protein manufacturing facility once you've had these you know the, the non-placebo version of the vaccine that they've given you no matter what version of the vaccine it is as in what manufacturer um, yeah they're all designed for your body to develop these dangerous spike proteins and they're being found in all parts of the human body after in some of the autopsies that they've done they know it's killing people they know it is wreaking havoc on people's lives and the ones that maybe pull through and don't die out of this, then Jesus Christ, you are lucky. You have survived the game of Russian roulette and you won the prize of life out of it. But I mean, if well, look at all the people that it's, it's it. harming, you know what I mean? So that's what I mean. It, it, it's, it's clear to me that it is 100% about a, a depopulation agenda. I have no doubt in my mind anymore um, that that's what the real agenda is actually at play here. Um, and because that... To me, it's just, that's a no-brainer. That's what I see when I look at the statistics. That's what I see with all the information that we get. I mean, we're on information overload, aren't we, Ethan? We get so much information in front of us all the time. We're trying to decipher and work out what's really at play here and 
you know, fair enough, we can tie in things like, you know, they want to create the Epsilon class, you know, in society, which they're probably going to get with regards to this as well um, as their little side bonus for them. But um, to me, it's really about just depopulation. I think they've, they've, they've had enough. Their, their plans aren't moving forward fast enough and they are striking while the iron is hot. And they've created this, of course, scamdemic to, um, to, well, to facilitate that. Um, would you, yeah, would you agree? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, in a sense, and this is always where we've, we've sort of varied on it. I've always said that depopulation is an offshoot of the Epsilon uh, process that's happening. You know, when you really look at the statistics, the overwhelming majority of people that have been vaccinated have won that Russian roulette game. You know, the Russian roulette is really only one bullet in the chamber when you when you think about it. It's not like everyone's being maimed from this. And I think that it's really the the undesirables. You know, this vaccine is made for people that really, you know, are susceptible to blood clots and all this type of stuff that are, you know, are already in their eyes, in the eyes of the eugenicists in a bad way. So I, I agree with you, but you bring up a great point about this stuff. You know, it, it, this is where it's really attacking people and, and it's really the only way that you can think about this type of thing is to think of it in a, a way like this because once you think well why aren't they recalling it why aren't they looking out for our safety and all this type of stuff you've got to think about population control and the eugenics agenda that's at hand whether you believe it's depopulation you know that it's everyone's going to die off the you know the most of the planet 80 percent of us must die or population control it's all the same type of thing it's it's the same agenda that's happening and this is a calculated uh, thing that's happening and my biggest concern general is now especially overseas and we'll come here in australia is they're going for the children next this is the next thing mm. There's been massive protests in Greece about immunization for, for children. Over in the US, the CDC and everything have been pushing this. They've even been vaccinating children. And here in Australia, they're saying that the Delta strain is is coming for, for children. And this is very interesting because they're starting to push this type of this type of logic in, in their press conferences. The children are the next. And once we have supplies, children are going to be vaccinated. And that's really the concerning thing, because if you're an adult and you want to go do that, like, that's fair enough. If you've been brainwashed into doing that, you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've and my members and I and people that read my website and listeners of this show, you know, they know I've got that sort of a little bit of a disconnect from people to see that we're a little bit different from them. These people are non-player character type of people. So if adults want to do that, that's fine. But next coming for the children, that's where things start to get um, a little bit interesting. And this mm. is where you start to tie in what are they going to do to, you know, the future slave classes and all this type of stuff. And what does the future of humanity look like? You know, some people say depopulation, all this stuff. I'm more concerned about what these intergenerational effects of the vaccine are going to be for the um large majority of people that have got the vaccine and are now being trained against us because they've got the vaccine it's fine they didn't feel anything they don't know what's coming in two years 10 years 15 years for their body um they're being trained against us but you've got all of these people around the world i'm more interested to see how this is going to morph and what's going to happen to the human race from that but if you look at the statistics mate either way and we can talk about those little details if we want but at the end of the day you can't look at this without exploring these types of questions, to your point. You can't look at this and say that it's about safety, it's about protecting us when 
things are being recalled all over the world if a children's if children's smaller small small toys it gets recalled to your point and so why are they doing it well these are the questions that um need to be explored mate mm, big time funny you should mention that and you are 100 percent right they're definitely targeting kids uh, and that's the next you know phase of it is um, is going after the younger generations. I mean, take for example, it came out between um, just after we recorded the last show. Um, I'm trying to f- scroll through, but it, I don't know if I even actually bloody shared it. Um, but there was a private school in Sydney that uh, it, it was re- it came out that uh, they were supposed to only have their indigenous. Uh, students um, roll up for the vaccine, right? And it, they ended up having the entire year 12 level, which is like about 180 something students got vaccinated uh, without any consent given by the parents or anything like that. They had all of that level year level uh, vaccinated. And that's not only is that shocking, but you had, um, was it Brad Hazard, or I think was up on there saying, yeah. oh, it happened, uh, so what? You know, that's the attitude that these pompous, arrogant fucks have with regards to that. Um, but what also struck me as surprising is someone didn't come to the school to do that. There was no nurse that arrived at the school and said, oh, we're here to vaccinate, you know, your handful. And I had, they said that was something like... Um, 10% or 20% of, of of that amount of kids. So there was something like only four. There's like four Indigenous kids in that year level that were supposed to be vaccinated, right? Um, so how does that go from four to 183? Well, I said, well... And they, and they said that it happened at the Prince Alfred Hospital or something. I'm like, well... So they, they were admitting that someone didn't come to the school. They didn't send a nurse out to just, you know, give four injections. They knew because they would have had to arrange transport for 180-odd kids to go to that hospital, line them all up, get them all in one at a time, you know, bang, 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 taking probably if, you know, an hour or so or even longer, two hours maybe to go through all that many kids, give them all their shots and then send them all home. So there would have been, you know, transport organized. There would have been all this sort of stuff. So the school would have known. The school knew that they were doing this. Um, this wasn't some sort of simple mishap. It, it was it was all planned to happen. They wanted to send all of these students there, these two hundred eighty odd private school year twelve students at that um, private school, very 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 wealthy private school from what I hear, um, to go and get the vaccine. Now, why that is, why they were the ones that got that got it, I, I'm not sure. Is it pay maybe part of this agenda? Are they a test group? Um, there's so many questions I don't know. I'm not sure where to go with this, but I know that it, you know this happened, and um, the attitude was from the, from the people in charge was so what, like, and now it's just kind of just been swept under the rug and yeah. it, it's left the news cycle now. When I'm like, there's still so many unanswered questions, Ethan. Like, like seriously, what's going on? Like I said, it's no one came to the school. They sent all of these students to the hospital to get this done. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's buses yeah. you got to organise. There's all this sort of shit. You don't just walk 180 kids down the road to a hospital. No, that doesn't work like that. So, yeah, there's there'd be permission slips for travel involved. Surely, you know, all this sort of stuff. And we're talking like probably students of the very wealthy people in Sydney who send their kids to this particular private school. You know, it's one of the most very wealthy private schools in Sydney. 
but yeah, just mind-boggling. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. attached to what you're saying. Maybe of you know, are these kids are just a test case to see how it affects you know the, that year level or that age group, and before they start you know targeting the younger ones. I'm not sure, but I just wanted to bring that up as well. Yeah, well, oh, for sure, mate, and and. M- the most interesting thing, as you said, was Mr. New World Order himself, uh, Brad Hazard, just saying, get over it. You know, not my problem. Yeah, shit shit I happens, basically. Too, yeah. And he just walked off. Yeah. yeah. He just, like, walked off. Like, after that, everyone's just like, hey, hey, he just walks off. You know, these, and I said to Patrick, these are the people that we're dealing with, this type of attitude. But this this school case is very interesting um, because, as you said, mate, they, they took them all to the hospital and it, and it might tie into some discussions we had probably a couple of years ago here on the, the podcast. You know how they've changed a lot of consent laws here in Australia, how they're sort of implying, especially here in Queensland, we had a big discussion about this, how now, what is it? They're saying that people from as young as 12 have the cognitive understanding to uh, be able to process and consent for themselves on vaccine. Uh, yeah, yeah, to, to understand informed consent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this might have something to do with it, where they've they've just gone along, and and it might have slipped under the parents' noses. There might not have been um, anything for this because this was a, a boarding school. And one of the most interesting elements of it, mate, is it's also a Catholic school. It's um, St Joseph's College. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and this is this is where you know I believe it starts to get into some of those bigger discussions about you know potentially targeting people that um, are seeing the you know the revelation the unveiling the apocalypse that's happening before our eyes catholic schools are are, a very good place where people start to understand this and they're people that still whether you agree with them or not live with morals let go of these types of things um that that made the west what it is and they still hold on to traditional values and, and a lot of them are still christians and that's why what you see in these private schools and and the most interesting thing like for me, I think that that's all tied together. They're, they're not only targeting children, but they're targeting specific type of children first, um, and that whole ties into a whole religious aspect, which I won't get into because that's a whole different thing. But the most interesting thing I want to raise, General, is that the media twisted this into a classism thing. They yes. twisted it into, oh, look how this private college got access to vaccines before everyone else. Mm. They, yeah, they flipped it, it into yeah. a thing. And then they also, because of the indigenous element, twisted that as well and said, oh, it was for the indigenous, but the white Christians just had to get it all as well. And this was what the media was saying about it. So they turned this into a thing where, and, and it wasn't until after that media spin happened that people were like, well, hang on a minute, why did this happen? And he just says, well, get over it. But that's was their, that was their angle with it, mate. I'm interested mm. to hear your thoughts. Did you see how they spun this into a classism thing where people that aren't going to private boarding schools were now trained to hate this school as just another rich school that got access to vaccines before everyone else? Yeah, I mean... This is from from an article. Um, I was disgusted, to be honest, that they did that. I, I was actually really shocked. Um, and then after I read it, I went, "Well, of course, that's that's what they're going to do." It now it makes sense. They would never, you know, they've they've flipped it on its head. And it says, you know, it's it sparked outrage in the community with teachers pushing to be eligible as part of the nation's rollout, slamming the decision to vaccinate these year twelve students. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's <laughs> you're, you're You've 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 flipped the article uh, on its head, and now you're you're saying that it's yeah you're right it's it's a it's this attack on classism and you know these 
private school students oh you know they shouldn't have gotten it when everyone else needs it you know there's other and more needy people that should have got it and why can't public school kids get it and oh man like I, yeah. it was it's disgusting like, for sure for sure man it's like if you if you save up if your parents save up enough money for you and send you to a private school in a lot of cases they're sending they're saving up all that they have to send you there because they want you to become better than what they had for themselves you know what i mean and i don't knock that but they just turn this into a whole classism thing where it's just the rich versus the poor where we don't recognize who our true enemy is all the time. It's just this divide and conquer tactics. Mm. Yeah, it was... Yeah, you're right. And yeah. more throw in the indigenous element, more indigenous outrage, you know, yeah. classism there. It's just... And it, and, it, and it underestimates all these questions we have is why are they just going in and, and getting all of these children and taking them to a hospital and vaccinating them? Yeah, and yeah. they and they just chalked and it up to question. an error too, mate. You know, it was just an error. <laughs> I'll just get over it, mate. Yeah, it happens. Get over it. Yeah, yeah. We we've done it without your consent. So what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Move on. It's been done. Get over it. Oh fuck. <sighs> anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for folks to um, to go through that one too if they haven't actually seen that article. But full on, I just can't believe they did it. Oh. Um, what else did I have next? I had here... Oh, one other thing I wanted to quickly bring up as well. I thought this was quite funny. I love it when the media turns against themselves. And I mentioned this um, in the pre-show chat. Uh, our lovely former guest we had on in the last episode, Naomi Cook, um, you know, she posted an article on her Facebook page. Um, well, she's got two. It's, it's the Naomi Cook former registered nurse page that she's put up. Uh, all crew were fully vaccinated. HMS Queen Elizabeth COVID outbreak on Navy flagship. Um, so that's simply just an article that she put up from the BBC where the entire crew of that ship has been um, vaccinated against uh, you know COVID-19 and yet there's an outbreak on the Navy ship. Well, that particular uh, link she put up, false fact check from Australian Associated Press. Independent fact checkers say that this information has no basis in fact. Well, that's a BBC article that they put up with, with that in there. Like, um, so I love it when they just turn on themselves like this. It, it just it warms my heart to see uh, you know, media going after media and calling themselves fake news. So well done to them on that one. I <laughs> thought that was hilarious. Um, another, another piece of fuckery was I had uh, a post saying you know, the award for uh, dumbest article uh, goes to, and it's the age for their article where it says, Vaccinated people catching COVID, no cause for alarm, say experts. Cases of fully vaccinated Australians catching COVID-19 are part and parcel of how vaccines work and should not raise undue concerns. Wow. What a piece of absolute Orwellian <laughs> propaganda bullshit. you got to love it, hey? Yeah, our vaccines... This is just... There go. Yeah, you're right. I was no, gonna, you go. I was just going to say, yeah, our vic, our vaccines aren't working, and people are still getting the disease. So keep getting the vaccinated. It's that's all how that's supposed to happen, you know. Like don't and don't think about it. Don't ask questions. Don't don't raise any concerns. <laughs> it's supposed to happen, you know. Like it's one of those sort of don't think, but look how stupid we are. Look how stupid our program really is. Because uh, we kind of yeah. touched on it earlier with regards to these, um, you know, countries like Israel and stuff, where the vaccination rates are so high, and yet now we're seeing outbreaks of of illness in these actual vaccinated communities. Like, hello, no wonder Australians don't want to get it. We can clearly see it doesn't fucking work, and all it's doing is causing harm. But I just, I had to share mm. that, mate. It just, it, it kind of made me laugh, and I could not believe that, that this stuff makes mate, it into it's... 
big newspapers like the age you know <laughs> mate it's so ridiculous we're we're jumping over each other to laugh at it mate <laughs> <laughs> I, I like for me and i was thinking of when i saw this like i'm going to turn this into a piece mate it's it's the textbook orwellian uh, language that's now morphing into a new element which is we are we were always at war with eurasia which essentially means this is how it's always been this is what's supposed to happen even though that's not what they said a year ago mm. it was not supposed to be that um, you get the vaccine and then case numbers rise all over the world and this is just a normal process of what happens no a year ago they were saying you get the vaccine it's the way out to this if we could even get a vaccine but now it's cases spike and we have to continue through secondary and third and fourth and fifth and overseas you know we have to continue through this this wasn't the message but just like in orwell's book where they ch completely changed the enemy that they've been at war with for decades to eurasia but i thought we were allies with eurasia no we've always we've always been, been, at, been at, war at war with, with eurasia. Eurasia. yeah <laughs> <laughs> these vaccines this was always supposed to happen public yeah these you were, vaccines were always supposed to do this yeah you were always supposed to get sick because of the vaccine didn't you know that like come on still get your vaccine because we need to end the pandemic this means it's working <laughs> it means it's working, yeah, it's working. <laughs> oh after all, so like i had to is. i just had to mention to highlight the fact that once again they say they they finalize that headline with say experts you know once again they roll out the experts listen to us we're the experts it's okay that you're getting covid even after you've had your double dose of your vaccines oh wow so my post in that post i said and the award for dumbest news article goes to and i did the you know hand on your face emoji seriously i couldn't i, I i'd say you couldn't make this stuff up but here it is so the party line is get vaccinated to stop the pandemic the deranged reality is fully vaccinated people are getting COVID and not only is this normal and how vaccines work apparently, but don't think about it as it's none of your concern. <laughs> and I've got a link to the article. <laughs> Fuck me. It just doesn't get any dumber than this. But I, I dare say there's, there's still people out there that are just lapping this up and you know that that that, that tends to... To me, what that is, 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 is immersing... The, the sheep in the nice warm bath that's all that article is designed to do is to just put their little minds at ease because all of us are sharing all of these incidences and, and articles and information showing that not only does the vaccine not work that it's useless and a waste of money and, and killing people but you're also not going to be protected from the disease it's vac you're vaccinating against <laughs> um, but you know don't think about that we want to put your little minds at ease, and we're going to hear this. This article is is the nice warm bath that they just lower you into. Ah, oh, there you go. Don't yeah. think. Don't don't worry your little <laughs> mind. You know that's all that article is designed to do. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And they're already talking about third jabs. Then it'll be fourth and fifth. I wonder. You know, monthly. These people are still I've seen monthly Ethan fifty times. They want to do it monthly. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. It is, oh. They're going to be lining up for their 50th vaccine in a row. Like, this is just good. Yeah. And they're like purely developed into epsilons, you know, <laughs> by that point. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, they'll still be lapping up. This is what was supposed to happen. Yeah. 50 shots. Yeah. We're free. I'm protected. <laughs> yeah. Absolute bizarro world. And we <sighs> see this a lot. We've seen this from Jacinta Asdern. Don't trust any other source of information. We're your friends. This yeah. is how it's supposed to happen. Let us do the thinking just... for you. Yeah, that's what they're saying. <laughs> oh, wow. I had to, yeah, I just, I could not resist. I'm like, just because I love to point out that, that the stupid 
stupid hypocrisy that they try and justify in their articles, you know? Like, it's not working for them. How do we, quick, quick, how do we spin this to make it sound awesome? You know, like it's, oh, an ad experts say at the end of it. There we go, yeah. The big experts, mate. Oh, Gotta yeah. trust them. Yeah. Well, you know what? Don't know where they are, though. Mate, well, I'll tell you what, you and I and all the other people in independent media like Patrick Henningsen and all of us guys that are doing this, we're the fucking experts at this because we can see through the bullshit. <laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> and, uh, no, I yeah, don't, we I, weren't consulted on this. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to wear that label anyway. I'm not an expert at anything. I just like to call it as I see it. Uh, that's all I like to do. <laughs> um, that's it, mate. Just general knowledge. That's just it. general knowledge. That's it. That's what it's about. Mm. And, and that actually reminds me, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, I, I think it's Thomas Henry Huxley or something, there's some famous dude that, and it, one of his quotes, and I've always loved it, ever since I was a kid, I saw this quote, and he, he says, try and learn something about everything and everything about something. And to me, that just meant, well, I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like, you know, try and at least be an expert in something, but have a good knowledge of everything at the same time. You know, that's what I've always tried, tried to kind of live my life by, you know, like just try and learn something yeah. about everything and everything about something. Um, yeah, yeah so, for sure, brother. Good lesson in life yeah. anyway. Um, I wanted to, I've got nothing else really to bring to the table in this other, other than um, I'll just mention for the folks here. So the reason why Andy's not with us today is the poor bastard's not in a good headspace at the moment. Some little friggin' bastards, um, you know, broke into his joint, stole a car, and nearly stole two cars, to be honest. But um, they've got video footage on it. I've posted it on my personal social media, and so has Andy. So hopefully they can catch these little little fuckers. They can get their car back. But um, yeah, so yeah, they're just a bit bit annoyed by this and him and uh, his missus. So uh, we we wish Andy the best. He's such a good bloke. You know, anyone out there like you hear Andy he goes in his rants and he gets angry and all this sort of stuff, but. And for anyone who actually knows him, and there's a few listeners out there that really do like we do, uh, they know he's such a good guy. And for those that don't, Andy is such a fucking good bloke. Like a couple of years ago when I was having car troubles before I got the current ute that I've got now, you know, I had to put my other, I had a fucking, I had a great wall. Yeah, Chinese piece of shit. Don't ever buy one anyone. But um, yeah, I was having issues with it. I had to keep putting it in for repairs. And I was, I was like without it for like a week or two at a time. And he just goes to me, hey, do you, can you, do you want to borrow my ute? Like, cause he knew like I couldn't work without it, so he just gave me his Ute to use for like a couple of weeks and stuff. I'm like, "Are well, you right? Like, do you have a car?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll get by." I'm like, "Fuck, he's a good bloke. Like, he didn't have to do that." And I, from the bottom of my heart, yeah. I've always thanked him for that. You know, I can't believe he did that for me, and you know, he saved me a lot of money. I was able to still make an income during that time. You know, so uh, that's the kind of guy he is. He just give you the shirt off your back. You know what I mean? He'll sit there and freeze while you're keeping nice and warm if you want. You know, if you need it, he'll give it to you. Um, top level. Yeah, yeah, 100%, mate. Oh, yeah. for sure, mate. Well, you were talking a couple of weeks ago about, you know, I, we wouldn't have been able to do that important video on mm. uh, transgender treatment that Lauren Southern did without Andy's help and, and, and his, his hospitality in his house there, you know what I mean? Yep. We weren't, we wouldn't have been able to get that message out to the world. He's just that type of dude where it's just like, oh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Just come nothing's, set up in nothing's my, my lounge room. You know? Like you know? he, he always giving back, you know, even that day, brother, like he... We were sitting there and he was in the kitchen like he wasn't he was just doing his own thing upstairs but he'd just come down in the kitchen and then just chop up a platter of like pineapples and oh. you know um just fruit and yeah. all this type of stuff bickies and biscuits and he'd just come out with a platter and just sit it on the table here you go guys and just walk off you know what i mean anyone want water he's just an amazing amazing dude yeah, so he to, is to hear i that, love him i love him so much he's, yeah you know, so much love to andy big shout out to andy if you're listening to this brother yeah hopefully you can um they catch these little fuckers and you get your shit back mate um 
Yeah, it's a lot of people, and those who have had house, their houses broken into, they know the rigmarole you got to go through, and it isn't such a pain in the ass. And you know he, that's why he's got to deal with this because it only happened yesterday. So, um, yeah, we're thinking mm. of you, man, and we hate that it's happened to someone who's so good. You know, what we just said, like we said before, hey Ethan, you know, why does why do bad things happen to good people? You know, like just another example. That's it. Yeah, he doesn't deserve that shit, man. So, I mean, look at when we did the. Um, the last one of the last protests we were we were all like when I finally got to catch up with you in person again, you know we all went for a beer and stuff and we we're like oh hey you come Andy's like no nah, I've That's I've got to go I've got to give this old lady a lift home you know like he he didn't even know her yeah he, he was asked by someone else to to bring her in and to take her home and he did like he didn't have to do that but he did yeah. and he missed out on some beers yeah, with the boys and stuff uh, for it like how good is he he's <laughs> yeah hundred percent we're like are you gonna be back soon brother he's like oh no i gotta go up to the sunshine coast yeah <laughs> okay oh jesus andy yeah. like my god just such a warm-hearted person yeah. for sure yeah so that's why i was just so angry that this sort of thing happened to him because there's so many other people out there that deserve shit like that to happen to them, like the fuckers running the show. Like, seriously, you little thieving bastards that come and do this sort of stuff to hardworking, good people like us, how about you turn that shit around and look at who's doing the, the lockdowns and doing all this shit to us? Go and rob their places. You know, I'm sure they got much nicer shit than what Andy and us have. Not that he doesn't have going shit or anything, but, you know, I mean, like, go and do something to them because they're the ones that deserve it, not us, anyway. Uh, yeah, enough about oh, that. for sure. Enough about that. That's yeah. making me angry just thinking about it. So yeah, love you, Ando, and um, yeah, we hope you you pull through all that, mate. If you want to, if you ever need to talk, and if you need anything, please ask us. We're here for you. Um, now another thing I wanted to kind of wind up on a bit more of a, a lighter note as well, um, folks. The General Knowledge Podcast has reached a milestone. We have surpassed. 50,000 downloads, which um, I'm so wrapped up. I'm so stoked that it's, it's going so well. You know, I'm, I'm seeing the weekly numbers just on each episode just go up and up and up all the time. You know, and We're getting a lot more listeners. A lot more people are enjoying the, the show. Um, thank you to all the listeners out there who have subscribed and to listen to us each and every week blather on and talk shit and give them some information and bitch about stuff. <laughs> and listen to me hiccuping and burping while I'm trying to talk. Um yeah, we, we, <laughs> we're glad you all enjoy the show, and I, I thank all the listeners that are tuning in all the time too, and uh, Ethan and Andy for um, sparing the time, and of course all the guests we have that um, help us uh, punch through these episodes and talk about lots of good topics. Um, so thanks to everyone for um, for everything that you all do, and for my special for sure. beautiful Patreon supporters who support me. Thanks to those guys. They're getting the, um, there's 21 bonus episodes that they can that they've got to download and listen to now. So if you you want an extra 21 bonus episodes about specific topics and with other special guests, you're, um, you're missing out, guys. Head over, link in the show notes, patreon.com forward slash Real News Australia. Um, it helps helps me to keep this thing going as well because um, it's, it's not free um, and it helps me uh, move forward and you know, get new gear. Like new, I, got, I was able to get a new computer. To, my old one was dying on me. I was able to get a new computer with the contributions, so that's helped a lot. Um, all that sort of stuff. It's just putting this together is um, is not easy. You know, a lot of time goes into the production and uh, all that sort of stuff. And Ethan, of course, has his lovely members over there that help him as well. So 
We really thank all the, yeah. all the folks that do support us. Um, but if you want to jump on board, even if you just jump on for a month, I don't care, and you download all the episodes and then come back six months later, it doesn't bother me. As long as you're just chipping in a little bit, it's it's all good. Um, but you get just for doing, if you want to contribute and help out, you are getting something back for it is what I'm trying to say. So like I said, there's an extra 21 shows you can listen to uh, for, just for contributing to, the, to what we're doing here. So yeah, some really good mm-hmm. topics and uh, really good shows that we, we put into it as well. Um, Ethan's yeah, got a and, yeah, and you've got a whole bunch of cool stuff uh, on your end as well. You know, um, like videos and articles and guests and um, you know other other podcasts and shows. And you got your, your Discord for your members, which is I love your Discord channel by the way. Um, it's awesome. You got some really cool members that you know putting in some good contributions, and we have some good chats in there. And yeah, it's a good time. I really yeah, like brother. it. Mm. Yeah, that yeah, brother for sure. And and that's what it's all about. It's all about this whole I I call my members especially my full members call them the board of directors you know <laughs> and, and it's all about uh they're, they're the board of directors you know people or me- members will say to me you know thank you for all the work you put out and it, and it's i always say to them it's it's all you guys you know what i mean you're, you're the ones that are making this possible you know you are out there and and this applies to to you you know what you're saying you get a new laptop all this type of stuff it's all going back into the operation which oh, allows yeah for this type of stuff to continue and and to come out and and for it to not just do that but grow and and become stronger and that's what it's all about man it's it's like no it's you're the one driving this you know you're the one that is has allowed me to get a new laptop or has allowed me to do this or has allowed to me to have the time to be able to write this and get this type of stuff out so it's it's and it's all about that community thing and 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 I love that's what the whole mentality was, mate. While we both started doing this, is there's a lot of sites out there where they're like, just donate five dollars a month, and and you're contributing to good new journalism. And it's like, yeah, that's a part of our enticement, but we actually give additional content back in return. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not yeah, as you right. said, you're not getting something for nothing. So, yeah, it, and a- and we think that that's the best way. Not only are you empowering. Um, this work to continue all of the public work this content and stuff but you're allowed you're also getting podcasts on the patreon on my website you're getting all that in return as well it's mm. all about community i mean people i think i hope people i know there's a lot of people that do appreciate and they're just listening and they like to just just listen to the free show and that's oh, all good sure. I, and i love that people do that and you don't, i'm not expecting everyone to chip in of course there's a lot of people going through tough times and you know it's, I mean, I, I, yeah. my heart goes out to the people who just can't work right now because they're restricted or they're locked in and like how fucked up is that so I mean if you're one of those people that are one of my contributors and you're locked down I'm like, I'm like far out like thank you so much for doing yeah. that like you know feel free to <laughs> if you're in a tough spot cancel it for a, for a month or two until you're in the right you know right position to, to get back on board but yeah I mean um, yeah the, the people it, sort man. of need to realize as well the amount of um, you put I think you put in a lot more time than I do but you know we, um, not just recording shows but producing them and you know doing the, the editing and putting it up and uploading and writing up you know all the spiel that goes along with it and sharing it you know there's countless hours that goes into producing all this sort of stuff and you know we do it because we want this information to get to people and, and we think it's worth we think it's worthy we think we're worthy of this stuff that's why we want to put it out there um, and I'm hoping that mm. we're um, we're reaching a lot of people. But I, I know we're reaching a lot sure. more people. You know, like I'm. Yeah. I have a look at my stats and stuff. You know, you know, there's a since I've started putting this on other platforms. Like, um, let me just have a quick look. Um, I'm obviously we're on Apple Podcasts, but um, Google Podcasts, the Podbean app itself, Spotify, 
uh, Amazon, Pandora. I'm on a whole bunch of platforms and even some that I haven't even heard of that I've looked in the stats. I'm like, fuck, I never even heard of this podcast site, but I've got listeners on there. Like, it's awesome. Um, yeah, so it's really good to see that it's getting out there and getting reaching a lot of people too. So thanks to everyone for listening. 50,000 yeah. downloads. Um, let's, let's, I'd love to hit 100,000, you know, not in another three seasons, hopefully in only another season or two. Uh, we can double that uh, and just keep getting these these figures growing and reaching more people. So and we'll keep That's doing it, our man. best in to the provide stat show. yeah good info and good guests. Yeah. That's it, brother. And the stats show, and and that's what it's all about. You know, it's all about, and that's to my next point as well. It is, it is tough times. It is hard. What's going on? And it's, you know, you are also, you, you know, don't think that you're not contributing to the show if you're not a paying member. Just you sharing the information on social media, spreading the word about the show, sharing the articles that helps. Um, as well more than anything as well that's part of the whole thing so not not here to to discount and, and anything like that um but um you know if anyone's gone through tough times and all that stuff it's completely understandable we're not yeah. here we're always going to put out free information for people and, and 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 that type of stuff it's just if you are in a position to flick five dollars a month you know with the numbers that especially you know i look at my numbers and i just think you know if every single one of those people just gave us you know five dollars for one month you know, I could make a hell of a lot of difference in that one month. You know what I mean? Like I'd be just, you know, it's it's ready to explode. But unfortunately, we're all in this situation together where yeah. it's a slow sort of increase. And that's understandable. It's the same with any business out there that's it's struggling and stuff. But you are in any way, you know, we appreciate any type of um, contribution, whether it's from our great members that make this possible all the people that are helping grow the audience by sharing this and just by listening to the show, it, it yeah. means a lot. For yeah, sure. my my goal um, is really to. I would love to to taper back my everyday job to you know two or three days a week and be able to do a lot more shows, a lot more content. Um, you know, and, and substitute have a you know my income via my members and stuff, so I can do a lot more for them and put a lot more content out there. Because obviously, at the moment, you know, I've I run my own business as well on the side. You know, I've got. Uh, you know, wife and kids and family to run and everything else that goes along with that, you know, sports and all this sort of thing. So, but, um, you know, in terms of, I'd love, that, that would be my goal in the long run would be to have enough members on board there. I can only have to work two or three days a week and then keep pumping out awesome shows and content in, in the, you know, as my other job instead, you know, and, and to almost, almost merge towards doing that on a full-time basis um, in the years to come. But uh, that would be the goal. Uh, enough about that. We've, again, big thanks to all you guys. One gentleman in particular who I do want to thank, and I, I'll put this in um, in the end of the con, uh, in the end of this show, so uh, people can have a listen to it. It's just a little teaser, and we have uh, an awesome listener, Nige, who has got good contacts in the music industry. He's got a wonderful uh, vocalist over in uh, I think he's in Alabama in the states who's also wide awake and um, he's got an awesome, I think he's got one of his former bandmates in New Zealand who's going to help out with some stuff as well. But I think I alluded to it the other day. Um, Nigel's the guy that put together, folks, um, that video that we put up with regards to my depopulation um, podcast that we did in season one, episode six. And Nigel did a little video for that and put in information and all that sort of stuff. He was really good. It was a good little video to, to, to recap on on where we are right now. Well, I've been liaising with Nigel because he mentioned to me in these emails that he was a musician. And I'm like, oh, I think I said this in the last show. I'm like, I'd, I'd love to get you to, to put together a intro or a song yeah, for the show and we can use it and help promote you and what you guys do. And, you know, it'll be really cool. He, 
he's done that, folks. <laughs> he's he is gone hell for leather into this. He's taken that bull by the horns. He's like, yeah, man, I would love to there for you. I'm like, absolutely fucking stoked. I'm so happy that he has because he sent me a tease and I'll put it at the end of the show for you guys to listen to. Uh, it rocks, man. Uh, I sent it to Ethan just before we started recording as well. Um, it's It sounds awesome. Vocals are on point. The sound, the music, the quality, it's great. Um, hopefully they stick with the title of that song, Drop the Fear, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. just sh- share your thoughts, Ethan. Did you? It was only like 40 seconds worth, but how good was it, mate? <laughs> Yeah, oh, for sure, mate. Like that—that that there good is good enough just for an intro itself, you That's know. Just as a fading in thing, but I understand they're going to do the full song, you know, mm. which is even more fantastic. But even that right there, you know, I was just—it it was really, really good, and the lyrics are so well written, and and it's such a nice tone as well. Mm. You know what I mean? It gives you that nice—it's—it's it's rock, but it's also a, a calming sort of rock where you're focusing on the lyrics, which are powerful lyrics coming into the song. So. I just love it, man. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait for the finished product. Knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Terry Hesticles, the man himself. <laughs> Killer name. Killer name. I love that one. Yeah, um, he's a good bloke, knife. So once again, I know he's listening. So thanks, thanks, brother. I really do appreciate. It. And um, as a, as a token of my appreciation to him, I've actually allowed him access to um, all the bonus content shows as well. Um, purely for for being such an awesome guy and putting that together and doing that work, uh, you know, in the in the background, just for us, just for this show. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So that was like the least yeah. I can do is give him give him that access. Um, so yeah, he's got that. So well done to him. And and that's all it is. I mean, like you, again, you don't have to contribute with 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 money. You can. There's time and effort that goes in. Like Ethan said, just just sharing the show, even just maybe liking it or commenting or giving us a five star review on fucking iTunes or something. You know, like it'll take you twenty seconds. You know, like. Um, that's the least that anyone can do is to just sort of share it and pass on with friends and get other listeners on board. You know, that's that's all we're asking, um, just to get this yeah, information. Yeah, because it's all about perception. It's all about perception, you mm. know what I mean? Like, it, you just, just by liking a post, you know what I mean? Do you know what that does if someone comes on to a page, say your page or my page, for example, and they see a strong number of likes and a strong number of comments and shares and all this type of stuff or whatever it may be, they you know see a strong number of, of force on there or a strong number from all people that are supporting and sharing that that's much more of a, a perceptive introduction to someone that's new to the page than anything just by that simple act of just liking something you know you might have even seen the information before you're just like yep like out of support just that act you don't know what you're doing even in terms of the algorithms to put it in someone else's news feed etc mm-hmm. etc but even for people coming onto a page that go, hi, oh, look at this nonsense on this page. Well, hang on a minute. There's a lot of people on here that agree with this. You know, well, what's going on here? And then they might click onto it. Then they might read. Then they might see that this is starting to make sense. You see, it's all a, it's all part of it. So every single part counts for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, and just, just yeah, we appreciate it. That's all we're just trying to say. Um, all right, mate. Well, let's um, let's wrap up the show there. Once again, thanks to all the listeners out there, um, and thank you, Ethan, for your time today and your um, contributions. Oh fuck, I don't, I forgot about your article. No, let's quickly do it. Have we got time? Have you got time to just quickly go over your um, the data is in? Yeah, I just completely yeah, forgot. Go, I, I was just going through my list, and I don't have a tick on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Nearly. You got to get that tick, mate. Well, this is the... the problem with making lists. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I make right. a list so I make sure I get everything done because I'm the same. Yeah. Like if there's one sitting there, I get a bit frustrated. Like, hmm, Damn it, I yeah. need to get that done. It, Whereas it, if you don't write a list, 
Yeah, yeah easily, easily forgotten. I know. Uh, so I was just quickly scanning over it. Oh, fuck, I haven't done that one. All right, so let's head it, folks. Head over to tottnews.com. Um, Ethan's going to go over one of his latest pieces and on July 10, so just over a week ago. Title is, The Data is In. Stop the Pandemic and End the Isolation. Take it away, brother. Yeah, thanks, mate. So essentially, this was um, just to talk about the the mass hysteria that is happening in Sydney at the moment. Obviously, this has increased since then, and um, things are getting very interesting. But even before this happened, the the current lockdown, they were saying that this is going to be extended for weeks to come. Yet we've now seen that this is the case. Um, but even back then, the the numbers shown and the argument shown that this wasn't anything that was really based in logical fact and that they try to constantly avoid um, talking about the data and talking about the facts. And it's all about fear-based revenue-generating program from the hysterical media, and it's also our puppet government officials which are continuing to submit to this unfolding international agenda. This is what we're seeing in Sydney and Melbourne and, and this whole Agenda 2030 techno-fascist plan, which we're the test model for, um, this is what we're seeing. And from day one, we've known that this is, has been an absolute sham. And in this article, I share some of those statistics. I talk about at the very, not the very beginning, but you know, now it's starting to get at least halfway through where we are now. But back in October, the statistics shown that 73% of Australians who had supposedly died with COVID had at least one, and in most cases, often multiple, other pre-existing conditions um, before they died. So this is from death certificate data reported by the Australian Bureau of Statistics. And it's shown that these things included dementia, um, chronic cardiac conditions, diabetes and hypertension. And these were things that were attached even in October to 73% of people that were dying. Now, since October, it was around the end of the month, that's when all of the deaths in Australia stopped, General. We've only had three deaths since then, or it might be four now. They've they've put a couple on the tally since this new lockdown nonsense. Yeah, yeah. But you remember it was, you know, nine hundred Australian or you know nine hundred, eight hundred Australians have died over this year, and mm. then it just stopped at the end of October. Mm. So even in that hectic period, seventy three percent of them had existing conditions so this was the data going into this current cycle that we're having we saw the the regular flu season disappeared we saw heart attacks cases they vanished strokes were nowhere to be seen and we've gone over this as it as it's happened but this was just i try to do these articles so that people can share these with you know people that they know to really show them the statistics and just drive these sort of facts home I reiterate that the, the average age of COVID death in Australia is 85, which is above, above the average the life age expectancy. of life expectancy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we also begin to learn, which we have for the last year now, that even the people that do catch this are severely not at risk. And again, I'm talking from... I'm publishing this as, as an angle for people to share. Do I really believe people are dying from COVID or there is a virus? That's that's not the case, but mm. this is what I'm writing here because this is the statistics. Even officially, they can't argue their own statistics, and they say, "Oh, well, this is because blah blah blah." Um, you know, we've we've done well, we've done well overseas, and we've done well with lockdowns and stuff. But even in the United States, these countries that have had massive death tolls, I mentioned that for 
people under 18, 0.05%. Hold on. There was 0.002% chance for under 18s for infection fatality ratio, 0.05% for people aged 18 to 49, 0.6% for 50 to 64-year-olds. And then the highest was 9% for people over 65, and that comes from the US CDC. So even in countries where there's this massive um, rate of of deaths, we're seeing hundreds of thousands of people die when you take it on a per capita basis. We actually see that the overwhelming majority of, of cases that get infected with this, there's not even 1% for anyone that is 64 years old and only 9% for over 65. So these are the type of of Orwellian games that we're seeing. Now we've also seen um, roughly six people have died, I I say here, so I did check the statistics. Six people have died since that October date and the latest was a woman in her 90s which also had pre-existing conditions and so I just reiterate these things. I then go into talking about how fear is being weaponized by the media, mm. how we're talking about three-point plans to uh, to get back to, to, to normal when people are forgetting that last year we had a very similar three-point plan to end everything. Oh, we're going to be out of lockdown at the end of this three stages. Oh, I forgot about that. We got yeah. to the end of... Yeah, you remember that? We mm. had... Scott Morrison's three-point plan last year, and now we've got the four-stage plan this year. Four stages to get out of it. But we had this last year. Nothing changed. We we did the three steps. Again, more Orwellian things to just remind people that this is just the same thing that's going on, and it's hysterical news conferences that are driving this because barely anyone is sick. It's constant hysteria. They even said at the start of July, very few people are in hospital and very few people are in hospital. They only say that 474 active cases were um, around at the start of July, which was just 10 days ago at the time of writing this article. 17 were only in hospital in New South Wales. And the most interesting thing, General, was that they even admitted New South Wales Health that not a single case had been transmitted outdoors yeah. during the entire pandemic. Yep. <laughs> so this is where they're shooting themselves in their heads repeatedly. I say that it's total lunacy. I mentioned the five Australians per week that died of the flu. Where is that? I talk about health hypocrisy, where in this period, cancer deaths have risen 4%, dementia deaths have risen 7.3%, diabetes deaths have increased by 9.1%. So they're saying that they care about us. Why aren't they caring about these types of conditions? <laughs> and the the most interesting thing, at the time I wrote this article, there was actually 911 COVID deaths here in Australia, General, which, funny uh, funny enough, that was the, the number there, 9-11. Yeah. It's gone up a couple since then, but it was 9-11 when I wrote this article. But 75% of those, 686, were aged care residents. So these aren't even people that were in the community. The overwhelming majority were in aged care facilities. So again, this is just an article that people can share with people. I use UK statistics as well Mm -hmm. to talk about mortality and everything. And these are statistics that people can use to show that there's mass hysteria, that they need to stop the panic, they need to end the isolation of people, having them locked in their homes. 
And why do they need to stop it? Well, there's a number of reasons that we've talked about, but I wanted to mention in this article at the end there, talking about young people and how young people are really being hit by this and, and, and the hurt to future generations, especially ones that are missing you know, entire years of education, young people, especially in Sydney, that are in lower socioeconomic areas, which I'm very familiar with those areas from previous work that I've done. It's rough places down there. And these kids are being affected down there. There's more people that are at risk from, you know, depression and all this type of stuff. There's people that have been resorting to crime, et cetera, et cetera. And we really need to go back to asking the question, is the solution why, you know, do we continue this if the so-called solution is worse than the actual disease itself, yep. which has been risen since the start of this pandemic, General, but we really need to, to focus on that. I talk about young people, but we know that this is affecting a lot of people everywhere. But I made this as an article so that people can drive this home. Like, there is no reason to panic. Even if you believe the official statistics, which many of us don't, which I don't, but even if you take them into account, which this article does, you can show that there's no reason for fear, no reason for panic, and there's no reason that we should be locking down most of the population who, A, you won't die from this, or probably won't even catch it, and that um, the, the solution is worse than the cause, mate. So yeah, that's available at tottnews.com. I'll throw to you to get your thoughts on there. I know I just rushed through it um, really no, that's quickly fine. there, that's but I wanted good. to get the main the main points out there but you sort of see where i'm coming from with that um with that angle yeah absolutely and i uh, again the link will be in the show notes for the listeners um i, no I noticed though that um they haven't from what i've been able to see and if anyone correct me if i'm wrong anyone and feel free to send it through to us but they haven't released the figures of suicide i think they're holding that card to the chest the government they haven't they they mm. it's all seems okay, to be yep. um you know, it's all based on anecdotal stuff. Like, you know, they're they're sort of there's rough numbers. Basically, what I'm saying that they're kind of coming out from, and not even coming out from the government. These are coming out from things like Lifeline and all these other kind of uh, organisations that are you know putting it out there, saying yeah, the suicide rates are going up. You know, as a, as a result yep. of this, and I I dare say, I reckon that there's you know this is my little hypothesis is that there's been more suicide deaths as a result of what they've done to us than there has been official deaths of covid in australia i reckon it's higher i reckon it's it's or oh. if not it's it's around the same you know what i mean yeah well, and well hence, that's interesting mate for hence sure. that's why i think that they're keeping that card to their chest and they're not actually publishing those figures from the bureau of statistics and stuff that's from what i've heard that the, you can't get uh, i've heard multiple people say that you can't seem to get that figure um of an actual suicide amount um in Australia for like 2020 or to yeah up until now from 2020 till now or something those those numbers just they're just not putting them out there um you know yeah. it makes you wonder why hey I think it's very telling that they're not putting that out there um even though we know that these numbers are astronomical and it's and it's as a, oh, sure. a direct result to the you know the fear and the isolation caused by you know the lockdowns and stuff so um, yeah, I think it's good that you've put this article out because people. That's a great point. I keep saying that, you know, I, I just tell, try and tell people look at the statistics. Look, even look at the official statistics that they're putting out there. The numbers, all right, the numbers they're putting out there will tell you there is no pandemic. They will tell you that there is no cause for alarm. They'll tell you that there is no need for a vaccine program for, for this. It's not killing people. It is, it's not an issue. It is a non issue. It is a, I've said this from the beginning, it's a nothing burger. That's all this is. 
And that's that's actually mm. what the statistics tell us. There is no cause for alarm. This is this is less yeah. of a of a big deal than than in like you know, and I don't even think influenza is influenza, but than influenza is. Like you said, you know, in I, I, we people put out the numbers from 2017, 2018, 2019 and um, the numbers were, were quite big with regards to the amount of thousands of people that were dying just from influenza. There was no lockdowns. There was no mask laws. There was nothing. There was no massive big... And yes, they were urging people to go and get the flu jab, which was probably the reason why the numbers were so high. Um, because, you know, everyone who says that they, tells everyone that they got sick. Uh, but, yeah, there, there was no, you know, mask mandates. There was none of that. And yet we've got this nothing burger of a so-called virus, which is nothing more than a head cold, um, and of course, it's, it, it will affect older people. We know this. Older people just tend to get sick more. That's just what happens in your old age. This is everyone knows this. You know what I mean? So the, the numbers speak for themselves, and I'm just glad that you put that together for people to actually look at. You know, even if they are on the side of the they're a they're a, um, a zealot believer in the um, in the official narrative, then. All they've got to do is look at these numbers which you're providing them. And, um, you know, they speak for themselves, but some people just aren't speaking that language. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure, mate. And it raises good points, you know. And, mm. and you raise a good point about suicides as well. You know, that's why I talk about young in there because we do that's, know... Yes, and I'm glad you put that in there. for example, you know, 38% increase for Kids Helpline last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the 20... Like from June till June, there was a 38% increase in Kids Helpline calls. You know what I mean? And they... I mentioned I've done work in the community. I've brushed a lot of paths with your town and they, they do good work. Like they're out there self-funded. They're a Christian, you know, not self-funded, you know what I mean? But yep, they're yep. funded by community members and they're raffled. They have been since the 60s here. And if they're saying things are getting bad, there's, things are getting bad because they, they back themselves and go into these communities and mm. do this. And if they're not going to tell us the statistics, we can find it. So, yeah, absolutely, mate. And, and that's why I put that together. So mm. that's available for, for people to share. Awesome. Hey, hey, um, one thing I wanted to just quickly bring to the table, with, in, we can probably tie that into this particular article, but isn't it interesting how there's all of a sudden another census on the horizon uh, in, in, I think in August? Huh, yeah. You know, I mentioned that in our little check here. I thought that was, that's funny. You know, like, it's like they're trying to do a quickly, we need to do a head count before we roll out the vaccine even more. So we, we know just exactly how many people it's killed, you know. That's that's all I'm getting from that is the reason why there's a census. I thought it was every 10 years, but it's, I think it's only been like five years since the last one, it feels like. Yeah, last one was 2016. Yeah, isn't that odd? Yeah. I thought it was every 10 yeah. years, but yeah, they're doing one, uh, doing another one now, so... Interesting. Yeah. And remember, I, remember the last one was a complete disaster. That was the one that was right. only online and there was a massive data breach and yep. the whole site collapsed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was That's, huge uh... issues with that one. So, yeah. <laughs> For anyone listening, when you, when the census comes, um, yeah, just throw it out. Don't fill it out. If someone says there they've come to pick it up or whatever, just say you've already done it and you've sent it in. Uh, must have got lost in the mail. Yeah. What a shame. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> don't do it. Don't send them the information. Don't give them fuck all. If they want to know any people living in your house, then then tell them that, and that's it. That's all they need to know. Because apparently, the only reason why censuses were originally to take place to begin with uh, was to know how many representatives were you were supposed to have in your area for for government representatives representing that that, that amount of people. Um, that's all it was really designed for in the in the beginning was representation. That's all it was for. Um, mm. Mm. Anyway, all right. Let's um, let's leave it there, mate. I think that's fantastic. We've um, done. We've powered on for about an hour and a half for the show. So, uh, yeah, thank you for bringing it to the table, mate. And uh, yeah, that'll be in the show notes for all the listeners there. Anything else before we wind up, mate? Are you good? 
No, just um, I wanted to give a shout out like we did to Andy, to all of the listeners out there. I know it's tough times. If you need anything, you need, you know, someone to talk to, email us through, you know what I mean? It's tough times for everyone. You know, a lot of people are going through a lot of their own personal stuff. You know, if you're a listener out there going through rough times, it's all about this sense of community. This is what it's all about. You're not alone. You know, like I might take a week and a half or two weeks to get back to your email, but I'll, I'll get there eventually. You know what I mean? I do care about everyone that... Um, does care about our work and you know i try to spend the time to try and get back to everyone so i want to give a shout out to everyone that's listening stay strong especially in sydney where it's crazy there you know there's especially sydney southwest that are pushing back against the police there stay strong down there stay strong to everyone in melbourne and uh we'll have to see what happens mate they're they're doing this whole thing mate where they're as you said they're playing this game where they're, they're doing the false scarcity they're tightening the grip to see if once they let this one go, everyone will get vaccinated, but it might backfire on them. So we'll have to see how they go with this yeah, for the next time. episode, mate. So stay strong, everyone out there, and I'm sure we'll be back next episode to talk about more lunacy that's that's been happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to bring up too, so I shared a, 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 uh, an artwork, like a cartoon, a political cartoon, Um about seven hours ago on the Real News Australia Facebook page. And it just ties into your article as well. As a as a interviewer, media representative, and he's got um, Brad Hazard, Palachuk, Andrews, and um, Berejiklian in front of him. And he says, some people say lockdowns don't actually work. And Andrews answers and says, rubbish, the results speak for themselves. And on the chart behind him, it's got lockdown KPIs, fear, you know, all the arrows pointing up, big government up, authoritarianism up, freedom surrendered up, you know, like, so it's just uh, very telling that um, it would just, it just fit quite well into, <laughs> into your article as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Hey, let yeah. me, I should be able to put that here in the, there we go. I'll send that to you right now so you can see it. I'll just put that in the Skype chat. Have a look at that one. And I'll, I'll add that to the show notes for people to have a look at. So, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, yeah, the, lock, the, the rubbish, the lockdown, the results speak for themselves. <laughs> that's it. Oh, yeah. it's certainly working, my friends. Spot it's on. It's just not working for us. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> cool. All right, dictated well. Dan. Yeah, dictated Danny's around his little communist outfit. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so good. All righty. Um, thanks, guys. And, um, yeah, that's a wrap for the show. We'll, we'll be back again soon. There are no Russians. There are no Arabs. There are no third worlds. There is no West. 
There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That is the natural order of things for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't fucking place. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. Am I getting through to you, Mr. Beal? You get up on your little 21-inch screen and howl about America and democracy. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT and AT&T and DuPont, Dow, Union Carbide and Exxon. Those are the nations of the the world is a college of corporations, inexorably determined by the immutable bylaws of business. The world is a business, Mr. Beale.